Hi, this is Bob Wells here, and welcome to Undercurrent Stories. This is the show where we hear about people's interests and uncover some fascinating stories at the same time. I hope you enjoy today's show. Hello and welcome to Undercurrent Stories. In today's show, I'm joined by Kate Gregory. Kate spent over 20 years as a marketing professional in the corporate world and now works as a coach helping individuals reach their true potential through her company Attain. As well as coaching people to develop their careers, set up their own business and many other desired outcomes, she also helps individuals think through and plan for their life after retirement. Hello and welcome to the show, Kate. Hello, lovely to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you on. Thanks ever so much for coming on on this beautiful winter day. Yes, it's a little bit parky out there, as they say, but yeah, it looks lovely. It is, yeah. Um, so, so yeah, we're going to talk about retirement, which is something that's pretty close to my heart because I, in quotes, retired in, in, at the end of September last year. So uh, I'm really looking forward to this one. Um, but before we talk about that, can, can you just tell us a bit about your your life's journey and how you decided to become involved in coaching, please, Kate? It really goes back to my career in, in the corporate world. Um, the company I worked for was kind enough to send 14 people a year on a course that they called The Effective Leader. Um, it was great. It was based in Italy, which was lovely. It had some beautiful wine. Very nice. But, um, <laughs> we also explored two things happened during that time that, that really changed the direction of my life, I guess. Um, the one first thing was that we looked at our sort of personal professional purpose. So I'm not sure if you're aware of Simon Sinek's why. I have heard of Simon Sinek, um, yes. Yeah, so he uses that in a sort of business professional way. But this is about actually your personal purpose at work. And I realised that although I enjoyed the marketing and things like that, it was actually helping my teams to sort of flourish and grow that I really enjoyed. And that's on the back of a lifelong journey for me of learning. I've always read a lot of books and been fascinated about learning about things. I was the little kid that's asked why when I was two and I haven't stopped and I'm considerably <laughs> older than that now. <laughs> and were they, were they business books, Kate, or, or general, general topics? Everything, absolutely everything. So f- even from a young age, I started on sort of personal efficiency, time management and things like that. And then when I had children, it was all about motherhood, which is interesting because there were two books that contradicted each other. Oh, right. And, and this was before the age of the internet, so you couldn't check out which was right. So um, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> explains yeah. a lot. Uh, and then, then I sort of, decided that actually that's what I wanted to do and the other thing that happened was that um, we were taught to coach and observed coaching and in the evening over a glass of wine with the tutor I said to her oh I I love that coaching I really enjoyed it I'd love to do that you know all the time and she she said um, she said oh yeah you're really good if you're ever interested I take a cohort every year through the Institute of Leadership Management training let me know so I thought about it over the Christmas and decided to invest in myself. So I, I trained over that year and then I squashed my full-time job into four days a week, built the coaching business up alongside that. And then in May 2021, jump ship and I've never looked back. Absolutely enjoying it. It's brilliant. And that, that was, I guess, in, in the middle of COVID. Yeah, I managed to to sort of start a business in the pandemic and in a way for coaching it was really great for me because I'd when you when you train to be a coach you you practice and you have people that you practice with, and during that time even before the pandemic I'd done a lot of it virtually. Yes. When the pandemic kicked off, a lot of coaches in the coaching world were saying, "Well, you can't do it. You can't do it unless you do it face to face. It just doesn't work." And I said, "Well, I've been doing okay." 
So I think I had an advantage over some of them because I was perfectly comfortable with doing it over Zoom or Teams. And um, and it was great. Obviously, team coaching, I tend to do face-to-face, but a lot of it now is done online. And that's yeah. great. It gives you more time in your day and be able to help more people. Oh, that's that's excellent. So that's a really nice story. So so the we're obviously going to be talking about retirement, but I do know that you and, and you coach for people in retirement, but you also coach um, on other other topics as well, don't you, Kate? Yeah, yes, that's right. I do a lot of um, work with what I call accidental leaders. They're people that have been really good at their job and they've been promoted. And they yeah. say, congratulations, here's a team of people. And people are quite messy and a bit difficult to manage. So I tend to coach them around their own emotional intelligence and, and getting a better understanding of themselves and other people. I do a lot of that. And I also work with um, teams, often senior leadership teams, helping them through through team coaching and a sort of program of team coaching to be able to get the most out of their team and actually move the organisation on through that sort of team coaching. And I also work um, with women because I was a woman working in a male-dominated industry, managed to get my way to the top. So I've, I've also worked with women um, leaders, women coaches, women founding their own business and, and women in their personal lives. So quite a variety of people. But with a common theme of, of helping, you know, helping develop people. Yes, that's it. So we're going to talk about retirement. Well, how do you define retirement, Kate? It's very interesting because it used to be designed, defined as sort of the end. This you put your slippers on, sit down and wait. <laughs> <laughs> but but I see it now as a sort of a start of the next chapter in your life. And it's quite an exciting start. You're looking at sort of new plot in your life, new characters, fresh scenery, endless possibilities um, and I'm hoping the opportunity to live sort of happily ever after yeah it gives you it's a great opportunity to sort of reevaluate refocus and refresh sort of all aspects of your life looking at time because you quite often find in retirement you've got more time and so it's how you're going to use it looking at your values and and basically just enjoying the world redirecting your energy maybe learning some new skills. I think it's a really exciting time in people's lives. And, and with your business, Attain, do, do you uh, coach people coming up to retirement or people who are already at retirement? Both, really. So we've got some people that um, it's quite interesting. You, you tend to go through a bit of a journey when you're, when you're thinking about retirement. So you sort of have that quite excited. Maybe you've got a spreadsheet with a countdown to it because it's brilliant. It's going to be completely different. And then it actually happens. And then you have that sort of honeymoon period. And then after you've had the honeymoon period, it's a bit like, oh, is this it then? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I don't know what to do now. So it's that sort of um, next stage. So we we have people that come to us up who have retired and then we work with them. And we've got people who are looking forward to it and that early planning and want to make sure they get the most out of it. And then we've got people who are just just retired. So I've, I've got a friend who retired in December. So I'm working with her. So it's that. Yeah, I don't know what to do now. I've got all this time. <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because I mean, I've, I've spoken to quite a few people who, um, and, and I think my father was one of these when he was alive. God bless him. But he, he would say, "I didn't know how I had time for work with all the stuff I'm doing." <laughs> and that—that's the other thing. And there's also a bit, and we, in coaching generally at, at work, having boundaries and things like that is quite important because a lot of people, other people, will fill your time if you're not careful. So actually, having boundaries and deciding how you want to use your time consciously yeah. can actually help to make a better retirement yeah 
It's interesting you mentioned you're obviously mentioning the word coach there. Well, what's the difference between for any listeners that probably want a bit of clarification? What's the difference between a coach and a teacher, Kate? I actually think there's a bit of a continuum. So you've got on, on one side, you've got a teacher or a trainer, and that's somebody who's sort of giving somebody either a theory or knowledge that they're going to use later on to apply it later. In the middle, you've got a mentor, and that's quite often somebody who's who's lived through that experience and been in those shoes, and they're sharing the solution with the other person based on their experience. But with coaching, it's more about helping the person find their own solution. It, it works magically. I mean, obviously, I'm in love with coaching, but it works so well because actually if I told you what you needed to do and it didn't work and it got tough, which most things do, yeah. you think, oh, Kate told me to do that. That's a load of rubbish. not going to do it. So I guess you're, you're sort of guiding people and getting them to – you're drawing out things from people so they yeah. realise and they can actually um, do it for themselves. Is that right? That's really as, – as a coach, you believe that the other person has within them everything they need. You're just yes. teasing it out of them. And it, it's great because it builds skills for the future. I have quite a few of my clients that say, um, after we've been working with each other for a while, so-and-so happened. And I thought, what would Kate say to me now? Actually, she'd say, you know, have you thought about this? Well, what, what's, what question would she ask me? So it's great. It actually builds them up. And unfortunately, as a business model, it's a bit pants because you work with somebody, they get to be self-sufficient and then they disappear. But it's good because they then- <laughs> You've done your job. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, that's, that sounds really good. And it's a really good accolade for somebody to actually say, what, what would Kate ask in this, in this particular place? So there's self-coaching. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And and obviously you, you're in, you had a very successful corporate career. What sort of, ex, you know, how, how has that experience helped you become a coach, would you say? I think it's been really invaluable because I, um, I trained as a coach having had these sort of senior leadership and exec experiences, having been in the corporate world. And that's, that's given me a lot of experience of being in teams as well, yeah, yeah. good teams and some more questionable teams. So I've, I've seen the good, the bad and the ugly. So that gives me a an idea around that. And also a lot of the organizations I've worked from small um, startup businesses right up to large corporates. And it's the the complex complexity in the systems in large corporates, which are quite often matrix organizations where there's a lot going on. And actually having that understanding, I think, gives me an extra understanding of what my clients may be going through. And also I've got commercial knowledge that the, the role I did before was a commercial role, yeah. the sort of head of marketing, um, that, those sort of roles meant I had to have a commercial understanding and understanding of, of what a business needed to do, an organisation needed to do to, to survive and to carry on. It's not just about box ticking, it's about actually having the sort of commercial knowledge and quite a lot of cases making enough money to still be there next year. Yes, and and I guess that's... that's um well respected by some of the people that you coach who are in a corporate world they know that you've been in the corporate world um rather than just sort of coming through the the coaching um career right from the start after you left university or something yes and it's lovely that when i first started my business those people that knew me with my old marketing hat on actually trusted me to be able to run programs for them and to do coaching and and uh, really appreciated what I did. And it was a yeah. great compliment, I guess, to see that I could be seen in a different light and the fact that that previous experience added something to my, my coaching. Yeah. Kate, people come up to retirement at different ages. People start thinking about different ages. I mean, I, I've got a couple of friends who are still working in their early 70s um, because they love it and everything. But in your experience, uh, if we've got any listeners who are perhaps thinking about retirement or they're coming up to perhaps 50 plus 
don't want to put an age on it because, as I say, I think it varies. Um, what would you say the top five things are that are most important to think about? It's interesting you say the top five because um, my partner and I that are working on a programme at the moment have actually come up with 10 things that we need to consider. Oh, 10. You've got a top 10. Top 10. So we... Um, <laughs> I mean, the top one really is is vocation. And up until now, up until retirement, that's actually been your job. But in the future, it might be something you might, like you say, your friends in their 70s who don't want to retire. You might have a sort of non-exec position that you want to do. You might want to volunteer or do something else. Or in fact, some people become granny and granddad daycare. So um, it's what that part of your life you need to consider. So number one is vocation. Yes, number one is vocation. Not it's a, it's a wheel, so there are no particular order, but it is no. at the top. Yeah. No. So, so in other words, having a sense of purpose. Yes, and that's really important. That's where a lot of people struggle in retirement is is having lost that sense of of purpose and and also the sense of contribution that they had before, and that's what their 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 work gave them. And and during the coaching, we look at um, a model called the Human Givens model, which actually talks about um, various things that you're previous career gave you some of them might have been a sense of community being part of a team a sense of achievement for having achieved the objectives I'm sure you've been set so it's replacing those with something else in retirement so and that's something people is that something that people really ought to think about before they retire or can can they think about it after they've retired when they've had that honeymoon period that you mentioned I think it's good to have considered it before because there are some things that you can put in place and start planning and organizing ready for that to be there when you when you land so to speak when you do yes. retire so the earlier you think about it the better yeah it's like I said vocation was at the top of the wheel and then we've got mind so really thinking about sort of mental health and and how you'll be affected by it also growing growing your mind and developing yourself maybe learning a new language or something like that so that that's the next one and the one afterwards is body because you want to keep going as long as possible and have a healthy retirement. So what do you need to do in order to be able to do that? Yeah. And then we've got finance, which we're not looking at the pension planning or anything like that, but it needs to be considered just so that you've got the, the finance to be able to support you in your next chapter. Yes. And then we've got intimacy. So that's your significant relationships, quite often those with a partner. And a lot of people go into retirement and quite often both partners have worked. And all of a sudden, they're around the house all day. And actually, if you don't want to murder each other six months in, <laughs> it's worth yeah. considering how That's that a new is. experience, isn't it, for some? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Are you still here? Yep. <laughs> so, where, are you, where are you going? <laughs> <laughs> Please go out. Yeah. And then there's the sort of social, which is the wider circle. And, and during our careers, quite often that was a people from work, because that's where we spend a lot of our time. So yeah. how can you build another sort of social circle in your retirement and then we've got experiences so they could be travel or something maybe something you've wanted to do all your working life and have never had the time to actually do it so it's a really exciting sector to to consider that one and then we've got personal growth again we covered a little bit undermined but yeah. actually what what is it you want to do how do you want to to change and some of that can be um, through the vocation side if you volunteer or give something back that's a great way to grow personally the last two are environment so not thinking about environment from a carbon sort of way or electric vehicles on that side it's about where you live and where you spend your time maybe you want to live in a canal boat or sell your house and move to the country so yeah it's worth considering 
those sort of things can be the sort of things that planning in advance. That's, that's an interesting one, actually, Kate, because I, I know a few people who I've spoken to down the local pub who um currently living in a village uh, 10 miles away from a hospital, but they, they want to actually get nearer the hospital because they're sort of future-proofing their um, – or a doctor's surgery, they're, they're future-proofing their um, future, basically, for oh. their health. I mean, I've spoken to a few people who've moved to somewhere, like you say, that's got better services and better public transport because they, they see that in a few years' time they might not want to drive and actually yeah. having the opportunity to be able to get around more cheaply. And also the house that they live in, they've moved into very, very nice bungalows, but they are bungalows or houses that have the opportunity for conversion later on. So there are a lot of things that, you know, that's not a quick decision to make. And actually thinking about it in advance can be really, yeah. really helpful. And then we get to the last little one, which is about enjoyment. Where are you going to get your enjoyment in retirement? So it's it's actually worth thinking about rather than just expecting it to happen. So that's our little wheel of 10 things. That's, that's an interesting thing. And if you don't mind, Kate, I'll, I'll put that on the show notes. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so, so people, thank you. So people, people can see. I think it's very useful. Um, and I guess, I, I mean, I, I presume that applies to people who are already retired who perhaps haven't given it a great deal of thought. Yes, I mean, there are some people that we've we've had. We've done a couple of taster sessions. Oh, we did one this week and one last week, and a lot of them had said there were just so many things they hadn't considered. Some of them had retired, and and they said, "Oh, crikey, I hadn't really thought of, sort of that through." So, yeah. and those that have retired and have have enjoyed it, but maybe want to do more with with the next sort of phase. So, and um, it's, sorry. <laughs> it's, uh, sorry. No, go on. I interrupted you. Sorry. It's also, retirement is is a change. And actually, there are a couple of change models that you can look at when you think about it. And there's there's one I particularly love that, that I use in my corporate um, coaching as well. Yeah. It's called the Change House. And it's originally developed in the 1970s. And it had four rooms. You had sort of the contented room, the way you were before things all changed. And a lot of people are quite happy at work and maybe retirement comes as a bit of a surprise for some and maybe wasn't what they planned or even if they did plan it, it actually wasn't quite what they thought. So then they sort of move into the, some of them into the denial room where they, they're not really sure about what's going on and, and, and they sort of think that maybe it won't affect them as much as it does. Yeah. Then they sort of go through a sort of stage we call the confusion room where they, they're very quite often sort of a little bit anxious and fearful about which way to go into the future. And there's a, in the model, there's a lovely little thing called the wrong direction door where they make a decision to do something in their retirement and actually wasn't quite as good as they thought it was going to be. So they come back through the door into the confusion room. But then ultimately, once they've thought through things and, and in the confusion room, they quite often have a look, think about things a lot and analyse things. Then they remove into the what they call the renewal room which is where they plan for the future, think about going forward and feel empowered to be able to move on. And then they go back into the contentment room, which has a sun lounge as, a, as an extra extension. So <laughs> it's, it's a lovely model to work through. It, it is, yeah. yeah. And, you, and you, you go through that with your clients, do you? Yes, yes, we do. And there, there are also the dungeon of, dungeon of Denial and the Paralysis Pit, which come from, from the other two rooms. So um, I don't think I want to be there. No, exactly. So... So having thought about things in advance and almost preparing for the change and, and acknowledging that it is quite a big change is worth it. And But like you say, even after you've retired, it's still worth thinking about it. I mentioned earlier, Kate, that I retired in September 
Um, I don't, as I say, I don't, I don't like the word retire. I still feel young. I've got lots, lots of things that I do. But one thing that I found very, very rewarding is I do a bit of volunteering at a local wildlife nature reserve. It's only three hours a week. You meet a great bunch of people. Um, you're out in the open. You're doing something good. And the amount of, and I've noticed with it, with the others particularly, the amount of enjoyment that they get and the laughter is absolutely fantastic. It's almost like a tonic for the week. And it's being outside as well, which is really important, isn't it? It's, it's, it's fantastic to be in nature as much as you can. It is, especially um, like us, where we've been in the corporate world and, and uh, most of the time you're in an office or in a meeting room or whatever. Um, it's, it's a great, great chance. I can thoroughly, I can, this, is, this is probably teaching rather than coaching, but I can thoroughly recommend um, doing a bit of nature reserve volunteering. It's fantastic. Well, that's the, the nice thing about the, the programme that we're running is people are learning from each other. So we've got people there that, that have retired and people that are coming up to retirement and people who it's still a way off but want to think about it. So they yeah. learn from the lessons of others, which is great. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to go on one of your um, your sort of, I think they're hour-long sessions you do, aren't they? So we do an hour-long taster, but then we do a, a full programme, which is um, five one-and-a-half-hour sessions. So it builds a nice little community with yeah. the people that are going through it together. Yeah. And and on those people that have retired, um, what are some of the lessons that they've learned that they've mentioned to you? Think, oh, I wish I, I wish I knew that beforehand. I think for some of them, they really hadn't considered all the aspects of their life that it was going to affect and, and actually um, really thought through how they were going to spend their time. To begin with, they just thought, well, it's going to be lovely. I'm going to have all this time. But actually, they, they then feel maybe as if they haven't got a purpose. And that they, um, it sounds like you're volunteering that you do is great because that probably fulfills that sense of purpose. So it's it's about really thinking about what they should have done beforehand. And yeah, I, I think um, it's the sense of purpose, but but also, and probably more so, it's it's that sort of camaraderie and fellowship with other people and having a laugh and getting a buzz from that, which I think really helps. Yeah, I mean, there are so many things that you didn't realise your work life gave you yeah. until it stopped that 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 seems to be the message from a lot of them and actually think oh, I didn't think I'd miss this or and even things like structure in their day some people said you know I miss having something to get up for yeah so. yeah and and even coming into the office in the morning was was always great you know hi everybody and and saying hello having a coffee with a few people and and that goes that's mm. something that goes it's it's an interesting one um Okay, so so if there are any listeners who are thinking about retirement or, or they've recently retired and they want to find out more about the work that you do, Kate, where can they reach you? Well, I've got my website, which is actually my Attain Coaching website, uh, www.attaincoaching.co.uk. Um, the services, of, under the services section, it says next chapter. So that's all about the retirement coaching. Or connect with me on LinkedIn. I'll send you over all the information and you can put it at the bottom of the podcast. I will do. Yeah, I'll, I'll put it on all the show notes. That's that's really good. Um, and, and on the subject of coaching, which which keeps coming up, if if we've got any listeners who actually were thinking of becoming a coach, not not necessarily in in your sort of field of work, but what what advice would you give them? Just do it. I I don't regret it at all. I've become much more self aware um, just by training as a coach. But I do think you should train. There are some people especially when you when you are a coach you get loads and loads of messages on social media saying make a million pounds by not being a trained coach and just helping people telling them what to do so I think it's definitely worth training with a reputable provider so I trained with the Institute of Leadership and Management yeah I did my team coaching training with a great organization called Barefoot Coaching who I would not hesitate to recommend 
Um, they're, they're really good. If you want to train as a coach, they're, they're, they're a great bunch to work with. Oh, well, thank you for that. And, and I can put that on the show notes as well for anybody who's interested. Um, so, Kate, what other projects do you have coming up? Well, I've got quite a lot on at the moment. So um, I've got some great senior leadership teams I'm doing some team coaching with. Um, I talked about my programme earlier on for accidental leaders. So for those that are a new leader and, and need a little bit of support. And I also work with women um, who've moved into leadership positions and want to find their authentic leadership style. But the other big project I'm working on is in order to be able to make my sort of professional coaching available to more people, I'm launching a training website called The Flourishing Females. So it's broadly aimed at four groups. I've got women who are entrepreneurs, um, any stage of their journey, so founders and things like that. I've got professionals, so ambitious women looking for the next step up in their professional lives. Personal, it's about living the best life that you want and a little bit of work-life balance. And I also do work with coaches, so qualified coaches thinking of starting or running or already running a coaching practice because it's quite difficult. A lot of people train that maybe haven't had a commercial background, train as a coach, and then don't automatically get a supply of coaching clients because that's just not the way it works. So I support them with my marketing background about how to to actually find clients. And it's really important in coaching to have a niche, so actually finding the people that know, like, and trust you where are they and, and therefore they'll want to work with you again so yeah, yeah. lots and lots of big things coming up oh that sounds really exciting and, and kate it's been a fantastic conversation thanks ever so much for coming on the show yeah thanks i've really enjoyed it that was one of my new year's resolutions to go on a podcast so when you asked me i thought yeah let's go for it thank that's you that's fantastic okay you have been listening to undercurrent stories i hope you've enjoyed this episode Please feel free to share the show link to your friends and family. And if you have 60 seconds, I would be most grateful if you would please rate and review. To hear more episodes, please subscribe to the show and visit undercurrentstories.com. If you leave your email in the link, we will notify you as soon as new episodes are released. Also, check out our social media links, details of which can be found on the show notes. Until next time, this is Bob Wells wishing you all the very best. 